Good evening, listeners. It is the 14th of October, 2018, and you're tuned in to 88.7 KBVR Corvallis. It is currently just after 7 p.m., and on a Sunday, that can only mean one thing. It's time for another episode of Inspiration Dissemination. I'm Lori Lutz. And I'm Heather Forsyth. At Oregon State, we have more than 4,000 graduate students in over 80 different programs of study. And here on Inspiration Dissemination, we feature the research and personal stories of one of those students each week. If you're a graduate student at OSU and you're interested in coming on the show or you just want to find out more, uh, you can check out our website at blogs.oregonstate.edu inspiration, where you can find out all about our up and coming guests and links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. Inspiration Dissemination is recorded live, and should they occur, any opinions expressed on the show are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily represent Oregon State University or this station. Tonight, we are joined by Yahim Musavi. We are so happy that you could join us here, and we would like it if you could just get us started off by telling us a little bit about your lab and the work that you do. Thank you for inviting me for today. Thank you for inviting me for today. I am Sayyid Yahya Musavi, a PhD student in the Department of Wood Science and Engineering and also the Material Science Program. I am working in the lab of Professor Kai Chang Lee. And so in the Wood Science and Engineering and Material Science Program, um, we understand that you're doing research looking at adhesives that are used to bind um, composite woods together. So things like plywood and fiberboard and things like that. So what specifically, what kind of work are you are you doing? Totally, if I want to explain a little bit about my work, I have to come that, you know, in the wooden construction that is very common in the West Coast, in Oregon, in California, most of the buildings are from wood not pure wood, wood composite. What that means? It means that pieces of wood that has been bonded together by an adhesive. So we call it wood, but it is wood and adhesive. So we cannot say wood is more important than adhesive. So when we look at the different type of wood composite, we can see that there are a bunch of different type of adhesive for bonding different wood for making different wood composite most of the available adhesive today is based on formaldehyde formaldehyde is a toxic material and it is proven that formaldehyde is emitted from wood composites and come into the air during their lifetime and many research has been done on the effect of formaldehyde, the bad effect of formaldehyde on the hair. Many research shows that formaldehyde is one of the causes of cancer, different type of cancer. Many different type of lung irritation and problem. And also there are many research that make connection between formaldehyde emission and formaldehyde contact and different mental disorder. So we came to this idea that formaldehyde needs to be replaced. And there should be different types of adhesive that are formaldehyde free. If I want to say about the formaldehyde, there are some regulation on limiting of the formaldehyde. In, two, in April of 2007, the California Air Resource Board 
caps and passed the regulation on limiting formaldehyde emission from wood based products sold in California. In 2010, a new regulation for limiting formaldehyde emission that is called formaldehyde standard for wood composite product act was signed into the law. But still now, eight, eight years after this law or 10 years after the California, but still formaldehyde based adhesive are the most common adhesive in wood composite industry. And the reason is that there is not a good substitute for formaldehyde based resin. There so, are some substitutes, but you know, they replace formaldehyde with some more toxic chemical. For example, many people replace formaldehyde-based adhesive by isocyanide or isocyanide-based adhesive, a bunch of them. But isocyanide is very toxic and working in an environment that working with isocyanide, there are many health issues that is not safer than formaldehyde. And some people replace formaldehyde with other aldehyde that they are also toxic and do not solve the problem. They are not solving, they are not a solution for solving problem. Just saying formaldehyde is free, it do not mean that this adhesive is really safe and healthy. Great. So we have this issue of, we have this wood and it needs an adhesive in order to make these products that are so common in um, in construction, in furniture, in so many things that we use every day. But we have, most of them are made with an adhesive with formaldehyde. And, you know, 10 years ago, this was recognized. And at least in the state of California, it's regulated, but it's not being regulated anywhere else in, in the United States. And so here we are 10 years later. And as you mentioned, they, they have been replaced, but they're being replaced with more toxic things, but maybe just kind of undercover as being like, this is for formaldehyde free, but it's not really safer, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, tell us about what you're trying to do, because you're trying to come up with something that isn't just a, sort of a hidden uh, solution, but something that actually is safe. In our lab, under the supervision of my advisor, they are working for this issue for several years and they want to solve this problem basically. So something that we are doing is replacing formaldehyde-based adhesive by a renewable material. We are thinking that proteins are a good soluble. Proteins have a very long chain of amino acid and and you know, if they are cross-linked, they can, it was proven that they can be good adhesive. So we focus our research on soy-based adhesive because soy is very cheap, very available, and there are overproduction of soy in America. And the cheapest renewable material that we could find with good properties is the soy. And economically, it can, you know, compete the formaldehyde-based adhesive. So we are trying to replace an uh, formaldehyde-based resin and totally wood adhesive with soy-based adhesive. So we can make sure that no formaldehyde is emitted from the soy. But the problem that is available with protein and soy-based adhesive is that they are not water-resistant. They, when they are dry, they can make very good bonding with the wood. They can bond with the good through hydrogen bonding very well. And the strength in dry condition is very good. But when water and humidity come, 
the lawyer separated. So our project is to find the curing agent. So we are trying to cross-link the structure of soy protein. We are, and we have developed different cross-linking agents for cross-linking the structure of soy. In one of our research, we developed a polymer name, polyglycidyl co polyglycidyl methylacrylate co-styrene. So in this polymer, we synthesize this through an emulsion polymerization and identify this and use it as the polymer, uh, as the polymer and cross-linking agent for making a cross-linked structure soy-based ATP. When the cross-linking agent comes, the structure of soy protein becomes cross-linked. It means that the water do not, you know, make it apart. And the water cannot, you know, separate the layer of wood composites. We test, you know, this the plywood panel that we made with this adhesive through a standard, all the standard requirement. And this adhesive was able to pass all the standard requirement for interior plywood. So we have, so your research is based around this soy-based adhesive. And the thing with it is that you have to do these standardized tests. And one of them for um, the wood products is to withstand moisture in yes. water. And it was dissolving. And so you were able to use the cross-linking feature of the soy protein in order to um, overcome that. So that's really the research you've been doing over yes, the past few exactly. years? Yes, exactly. Okay. We, and you know... Something you mentioned, when we say wood product, there are a bunch of wood composites. Mm -hmm. the, for any application, there are different standards. For, for example, if, if I want to say the standard for interior use plywood is different than exterior plywood. Mm -hmm. So we have to first identify which place of the construction or building this wood adhesive, do the wood composite want to be used. And based on this place, we have to define and try to uh, design and, you know, an adhesive for that. Mm -hmm. For the first adhesive that I talked, it is for interior plywood. So it, it can be used inside the building. Mm -hmm. So what kind of, um, so if it's being used for interior purposes, um, what kind, what are some of the standard tests that are required for that? You know, the base on, for the interior application, the basic standard for plywood is something called three-cycle water soaking test. You know, it means that we put the plywood panel into the water and then dry it into the oven. You know, when wood goes into the water, it expands, mm -hmm. highly expands. Mm -hmm. And when it dry into the oven, it shrinks. Mm -hmm. This, you know, changes of volume put a lot of pressure on the adhesive. And only a good adhesive can pass all of these tests. Mm -hmm. And you've done that, right? Yes. Yeah. So you've um, your research at this point has been very um, successful. Yeah. In another, you know, for one of the other application, we are saying that, you know, for making, this was one of our research that we did. In another research, we wondered, you know, plywood panel mostly bonded via hot press because plywood panels are not usually thick and they can be economically processed through hot pressing. But many wood composites are very thick. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you see, it is not possible to, because you know, the temperature of the bond line should be increased in order to cross-linking happen. But for example, for a CLT panel, if I want to say, there are f- three or five layers of lumber, each one of them around five centimeters. If we want to use a hot press process, it needs a lot of time in order for the heat to reach the, you know, this thickness of the wood and reach the bond line. And it is not possible economically because hot pressing is expensive. Right. And for a, you know, thin wood-based composite, you want to put it in the hot press for five minutes or six minutes and bring it out. You, you do not want to leave the composite for a long time unless it is not economically a possible process. But for a many thick wood-based composite, this is a problem. So there is a need to develop a cold-set wood adhesive. It means a cold-set wood adhesive do not need any heat to be cured. In one of our other research, we focus again on the soy, soy protein, but here soy protein isolate. And we find a new curing agent for the soy protein isolate that can cross-link the soy protein at a room temperature. So it, and we've tried this adhesive for making exterior plywood. And this adhesive again, do you know the standard for exterior plywood is completely different than interior plywood. It's much harder. Instead of three cycle of soaking, uh, uh, soaking and drying, it goes into the two cycle of boiling test. Instead of putting the sample into the, you know, water in room temperature, we put the sample into the boiling water. And you know, the condition is much harder. And we also have dry shear test and cyclic boiling shear test that are much harder than, you know, the requirement for interior plywood. The new cold set adhesive that we were developed based on the soy protein isolate successfully passed all the requirements for exterior plywood. Well, that's great. That's so encouraging to hear. So you have um, not only found that you can use this soy-based adhesive for an interior product, but also you've been able to adapt that to um, the exterior plywood, which is much thicker. And so it has a different um, process where heat, um, no, it's not it, ideal for you heat know, to be You know, this used. is the base on that we know we do not use. You know, when we make a sample, you know, for plywood, something that is important, you know, is that we do not use the hot press. And when we make a plywood for exterior application for testing this adhesive, we, u- mm-hmm. we do not use any hot press, only put it into cold press. And we were seeing that this adhesive without any heat can be cured at room temperature. And now the research that we are following is to use it for CLT panel. Because CLT panels is another type of wood composite. They are cross laminated, you know, the abbreviation of cross laminated timber. Mm-hmm. And they are a novel wood product, and there are many research, many people believe that the CLT would be the future of wood industry. And it can extend, extend the use of wood for making tall building. Now we are trying to develop a soy-based adhesive or maybe treating our current developed soy-based adhesive for making CLT panel. So really, that, oh, go ahead. Oh, that's really cool. Um, how, so this problem is pretty widespread because wood is everywhere, right? So 
maybe you can tell us about how you became interested in this research and how you ended up here. So this issue, because, you know, in our lab, my professor, Professor Kai Chang Lee, has addressed this issue and he's performing research in this field for several years. And also I had some experience in the polymer research and synthesis of polymer. And when we, I was in contact with Professor Lee, I was very happy to join his research group and cooperate with each other to solve this problem more and more. So for those of you who may just be tuning in, we are um, about 20 minutes into our show on inspiration dissemination, and we are joined by Yaye Musavi, and he is talking to us about his research on um, wood, on adhesives, uh, soy-based adhesives for um, wood composite products. And so um, you shared with us a little bit about how you got interested in the research you're doing at Oregon State, but we kind of want to take a step back and hear about how you became interested in doing um, this sort of work even as like an undergraduate. Yes. I am from Iran and I have an undergrad and a master's degree in polymer engineering. You know, from my high school experience, I understand that I like chemistry. And you know, I had an experience with music. Maybe it is a little bit interesting because music is different than chemistry. I, I was playing tambour and musical instrument, Iranian musical instrument, which is a very old instrument. And I was seeing that, you know, wood is very sensitive to humid when it's used in the musical instrument. I was sensing, this is something that I was sensing, that my instrument do not have an excellent voice in a humid condition. And you know, I could not produce the voice that I want in humid condition. Or sometimes when I had washed my hand and my hand was a little bit wet, I could understand the effect on the sound. So I always had an idea or a dream for finding, you know, for solving this problem. And you know, when I wanted to go to university, my interest to chemistry and also having, you know, this problem in my mind was always, always in my mind. So I was thinking that polymers are a good, something that can, you know, both chemistry and something that can solve this problem. So I chose polymer engineering for my major. And I continue for the third year of my undergrad, I talked with one of the professors and talked about my idea. And he became very interested about the topic and especially because there wasn't any work done for making Iranian musical instrument. Because in Iran, there are a bunch of very old and ancient music and nobody works to find, you know, a plastic music, a plastical instrument for Iranian music. So we begin this research when I was on the third year of my undergrad and I continued this research for my master. And we were able to publish plenty of papers, you know, most of them in Farsi and in Iranian journal. And also many, some papers in, you know, different English journal. And also something that is more important, we was able to make one tambour, one setar, and one tar, three of Iranian musical instruments, 
with the composite that we design. That's really interesting. And you know, the quality of sound was really good and we showed it to many musical experts and everyone was able to confirm the quality of the song. So where do you own these instruments? Where are these instruments now? I'm curious. You know, one of my friends, because all of our group, we have a hand in music. One of my friends, he was a very professional musician. And when I decided to come to America, he was very interested to have that instrument with him. And now he had all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those of you listening, if you have never seen a tambour, you can um, check out our blog and you can see in a picture of the tambour. And um, it's an ancient ancestor of the guitar. So it's it has a basic guitar shape, but it has this pear-like um, shape body with a very long neck and it's a, um, a stringed instrument so you can check that out there that's really interesting that you had this love of music and then you, that led you then to chemistry yes. and engineering and uh, it's sort of a really cool interdisciplinary way to approach a problem and recognize the problem even from the beginning yes and, you know, when I want to, after, you know, completing my master and working for several years in the industry, I wondered that maybe, you know, academic environment is better fitted to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to have more experience abroad. So I contacted different universities. And I see that, you know, one of the research groups that I was very interested in them is the research team of Professor Kai Chang Lee. And I think that something that they are working on it is something real. Something that, you know, it is connected to the health of people. Something that, you know, any people in any, mm-hmm. any place of the world, you know, is struggling and have some contact with wood-based composite. You know, the escalation of this industry is enormous. And I was thinking if, if I want to this, if I came to this field, I can have more effective research. So this is the reason that I choose Oregon State and now I am here. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Um, So we have um, two traditions on our show. Mm -hmm. And one of them is for you to give advice to um, an audience of your choosing. So... Um, you've had a lot of experiences, and so I'm curious to hear what your advice is and who it's for. You know, if I want to give an advice, my advice is something that I did. Always follow your interest. You know, I had an interest in musical instrument, and I follow it. I had an interest in the chemistry, and I follow it. And you know... I didn't think about the future, you know, what would be the job opportunity. You know, I just follow something that I liked. And I think my advice is that it might be wrong. <laughs> but, you know, my advice is that, you know, if anybody follows something that they are motivated in them, yeah, they I surely think. be successful. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said for succeeding in something because you care about it. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Great. Can you tell us about the song that you have chosen, which is our second tradition on inspiration dissemination? Okay. I chose the song that I really like it. A song name? 
Oh, the song name, we had to look this up, actually. Yeah. It is Behet Go Madim. Yes, it, if I want to translate it, it means I promise you. This is from a young singer in Iran named Mohsen Yegane. Can you tell us a little bit about why you chose the song and its meaning to you? You know, this is a song that I like it. And, you know, I like Mohsen Yegane. And I, I hope you also like it. All right, great. Thank you. Um, so we are going to be hearing um, the song by Mohsen Yegane. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely.